Guru Nation, welcome to episode 484 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. This is a classic podcast, classic in the sense that me and Chris are sitting down, we upgraded the audio for you guys, uh, and we're talking about 2021 and all that this year entails for everybody, research naive, to people already in the industry, to sites, to vendors, we get into a lot in this conversation. So hopefully you like it and you find something of value. Please um, um, help support this podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Make sure you review it. Make sure you rate it. It really means a lot to me. Links in the show notes. We got the CRA Academy now enrolling for April. We've got a breast cancer study that the interns are monitoring uh, during the internship. And uh, then we have a CRC Academy with its own internship uh, that's enrolling next month as well. Uh, I have a Patreon channel. It's only $5 a month. And it includes a monthly mastermind with other Patreon members. And includes weekly videos on things I find that are cool, but not necessarily for the YouTube or the podcast content. So sometimes I talk about investing, I talk about building your brand, different things like that. But the mastermind is uh, really where it's all at. So hopefully you check that out, patreon.com slash dancefera. If you need studies for your site, or maybe you wanna start a site, just text me, 949-415-6256. And with all that being said, enjoy the show, and hopefully you're making the most out of 2021. And it's early, so if you haven't started yet, a year just started so get on it get going squeeze the juice out of the orange because there's a lot of juice this year thank you guys talk to you soon hello guru nation welcome back thank you very much testing one two one two checking out our new microphones that are built for mobile journalists and you're sure it's gonna work this time pick up the audio it's absolutely gonna work it's built for up-and-coming professionals like us, mobile journalists on the go. We couldn't be more on the go, I mean, than we are now. Yeah, driving. We're driving through LA, just finished monitoring. Shout out to the CRA Academy. Chris, Mm. we don't give enough plugs to the CRA Academy. The amount of work that we do to ensure during this pandemic a smooth internship a smooth remote internship for our students. We both got COVID coming to this hospital to scan documents. Here we are back again. And we're back again because there's more data and you know what? And somebody sneezed on me in the elevator. So we'll see about COVID part two. I'm a little bit afraid. (laughs) I should be wearing a mask right now. I thought I could trust you, Chris. Uh, I didn't sneeze on me. All right, but you might be carrier, Chris. Could be. Uh, So guys, let's hope we're fine, but we got a bunch of questions, and I have a theme for this uh, podcast. Why, in our opinion, it's why and how. Okay, so first we're going to introduce why 2021 is the best year ever for clinical research. Ever? Ever. You're sure of that? So far, yes. Mm. And how everybody, meaning... If you're on the sidelines, how do you get in the game? And if you're in the game, how do you get more points or switch teams or become an all-star? 
So right. I'm, I'm going to... You like the analogy? Uh, yes, but I'm going to dispute your ever. Okay. So if you can't take on COVID studies, like at all, I would say it's not the best year ever. And explain why. Because there's a lot of COVID studies out there, and a lot of the sponsors are overlooking the fact that you have no experience, so long as you have uh, the patient population. So I suppose I should point the camera at me. But anyhow. People would love to know who's talking to them. So Unless uh, you're on the podcast, then shout out to you guys on the podcast. You guys are listening. You guys are hitting those stars on the reviews. You guys are leaving. Please leave a review, okay? One to five stars. But just leave one because we need more. We need the algorithms to catch up to our show. Yeah, absolutely. So anyhow, I just think if you can't take on COVID studies, just because like half the studies I'm seeing right now are COVID, right? In terms of budgets and contracts for all of our clients. Half? Oh, yeah. Well, you're the one doing the budget, so. So I'm just saying, I think if, I think if you take that aspect out, right? Obviously, it's not going to be as strong of a year, but there would be more studies for other indications. Right. If you took out that that component. Right. But see, you can't take out that component because it's real life. Absolutely. And you know what? That, that Let's talk about this. We haven't done a good podcast in a while where you and I just take a deep dive and go on an exploratory journey mm-hmm. okay. into the bottom of a topic. So the depths. Yes. Explore the depths of the unknown. Why, why in particular this year, why has COVID put such a strain on the industry to the point where it's actually a good thing if you're somebody that works in the industry because it means you're in demand. Mm -hmm. And it's never been a better year to be research naive, but that doesn't mean you need to stay on the sidelines. So let's unpack that. I mean, I, you know, people probably heard my thoughts, but let's let's have them um, get at your thoughts and are you comfortable with the climate yeah it's fine so in terms of never been a better year to be research naive yeah I would agree with that I I mean um, again like I said previously uh, the fact that there's so many COVID studies and they are willing sponsors to overlook uh, any naive sites just because it's hard to come by sites right now, right? So, and even why if, why is it hard to come by sites? Explain. Just, be, just because, because that's over, part of the strain. On just the because system. it's overburdened, right? There's there's more studies than there are sites to take on the studies, especially uh, uh, research experience sites. So they are looking to take on um, naive sites so long as they they can convince the sponsor that they have the re- the population, right? Yeah. The, for the study. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one component. Then the other component would be working in the industry, being employed by a sponsor or a CRO. Um, I would say the same holds true. Being that there's all, there's a large quantity of studies, you're more likely to get into the industry now with less experience. As a matter of fact, we're seeing this with our CRA Academy that it used to be two years. Pre-COVID, it was two years experience to become a CRA. They've lowered it to a year, most sponsors. So, wow, 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 or CROs. Wow, wait, wait, wait. So, save that for the people in the back, Chris, because number one, we never talk enough about the CRA Academy. People still choose to do competitors' academies. So, CRA Academy, CRA Academy, CRA Academy, for those that don't know, you're going to get real world experience, breast cancer, and COVID. Yep. Okay, so explain that, Chris. Explain what you just said. Um, so again, with with the 
prevalence of studies that are that are out there right now um, they've lowered the expectations as far as um, research industry experience from two years to one year most sponsors are CROs not all I've some, even some, seen six months yeah yeah so like remote site monitor and occasionally we see no experience occasionally that's not that often right. but but it does happen so they're desperate I mean that's just an indication of being desperate that they they need hands-on yep um, CROs are doing a lot CROs have their hands full right now maybe we talk a little bit about that I, I just Eileen Schneider the writer just wrote an article and I just read it on one of our live streams mm-hmm. about ParXL and how they partnered with a company called Neo Genomics or something. Um, stock symbol N-E-O, which I don't recommend buying. But uh, it's a genomics company. So remember when we interviewed um, the artificial intelligence person in Irvine when we visited with Monica once? Uh, uh, at the old C- office. At uh, the old the, office. Yeah, no, 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 not at the office. At Monica's apartment in the... Uh, Clubhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. There were two people that came on, both AI companies. Yes, I do okay, recall one both. One was called Deep Lens. I was just talking one. about one yesterday with Julie. Okay, yeah. We were so dri- I, go sorry, ahead, I'm go going to go off on a no, tangent yeah, real quick. The podcasts are good for this. We were driving down uh, Norco. Yeah. And the street lines were painted red, white, and blue. Yeah. Do you recall this? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to bring that up, but. We won't bring it up. No, but like some guy that's got as far offended. as I'm going to go. Some guy got offended with the American flag, bottom line. Um, so, AI. We met with two of those companies at that time, which was exactly a year ago, actually. It was right around this time last year. Like, right before the pandemic started. Really? AI, yeah, it was right before. Like, we were talking about this it. This time like, of uh, year? It was this time of the year, last year. And we said, oh, well, you know, this thing's coming. Hopefully it's not going to be that, you know, hopefully it won't last that long is what we said. Right? Like we were actually worried, should we even be here or not? Are we going to get sick? Well, that vaguely does ring a bell. So anyways, AI companies, okay? The data is here. Big data is here. AI is here. The thing about it is all the CROs are scrambling to get some AI capabilities. So Parkcell just partnered with this genomics company that specializes in finding, identifying patients from doctor's offices quicker, Mm. which is what both of those two companies we interviewed last year Mm -hmm. were doing also. Point is, there's many of those kind of companies. It's dime a dozen now. The thing is, identifying a patient that may qualify for a study is not the same thing as getting that patient enrolled in the study. Mm -hmm. A lot needs to go between point A and point B. Yeah. And it's not a gear it's not a precursor nor is it a guarantee. Just because a patient qualifies does not mean they're going to act actively pursue or involve themselves in a study. Right. Just that, because they qualify. That doesn't mean big data is not going to be helpful. That doesn't mean AI I really think AI is going to help on the drug design side and like to identify the therapy quicker and on the study design side because they can look at past studies look at the designs the data all that stuff so and that bodes well for the industry because that means what more studies for the most part sure all right if you can design a therapeutic quicker then in theory you can do more studies 
So this is only going to add, this is just the beginning of a boom decade, maybe multiple decades for clinical research. I think. Possibly. Of course. It can all always go the other way too. I mm-hmm. mean, the economy has a big macro uh, for, it, it, it's a big macro force that's in play. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just have to go back to 2008 to see that uh, right. hard economic times do result in uh, difficult times for the research industry. But this time around, the COVID lockdowns and all that didn't really affect the research. No, actually, it, it promoted it. it. Yeah, it promoted it. Mm-hmm. So it did, it did slow down a little initially. Right? Initially, yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty, and then yep. it just became a boom year. Twenty twenty was our best year ever. Twenty twenty one is looking to be even more so. Yep. So the point of all this is the CROs are under a tremendous amount of strain. On one front, they're fighting with technology, like how do we stay relevant when AI is coming. On the other front. They're fighting with retention and recruitment of staff. How do we retain these people so they don't jump ship? Because this is such a good year, companies are competitive and they're saying, hey, you work at Park Cell, why don't you come with PPD? We're going to match what they give you plus this, this, and that, and we're going to throw in some more money for you. And that's somewhat well known, that's somewhat well known in this industry that if you're a CRA or some other position with a sponsor or a CRO, the way you get a raise is you quit and go somewhere else. Right. So, right. yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And right. has been for probably decades. Right. And and it's that's going to only get worse. Yeah. With the way the way the comp- that the industry is getting more competitive mm-hmm. and things like that. So, it's never been a better time to be research naive because and we're going to get to the sites next. But this is for you job seekers out there. If you have a skill set if you have comparable skills, transferable skills, and you mix in a little bit of experience like we give in the CRA Academy, or like you can get for free if you go in your community and go network with all the sites in your community and get internship jobs. And guess what? Those same sites are really busy too. So your free internship might not even last a month before they hire you. I know somebody who took this advice, they didn't do our CRA Academy. Everyone automatically thinks when somebody calls or emails me, I push them to the CRA Academy. I always give them that as an option, but I always say you can do this for free too, but it's gonna take a lot of work. In the CRA Academy, we have it all set up for you. It's a breast cancer study. And you receive additional things you won't receive doing it for free. Like the networking, internship. the references, all that training, all that stuff, right? The internship. But you can go to sites near you Tell them what you can do. I don't know what your skills are. Maybe you can draw blood. Sites need that. Maybe you're really good with social media so you can help them set up the social medias for their clinics. We just met with Dr. Al, a serious oncologist. You know what he was doing before we went live with him? He was doing TikToks. Yeah. And I asked, I said, are you joking? Why, Why does a serious oncologist do this? And he says, because that's where the patients are and I need to be out there. So my point is, regardless of your skill set, there's probably a place for you in clinical research, but it's not just gonna appear. You have to go work for it. So go find sites in your area, go network with them. Uh, There's three things sites need in addition to social media presence. They all need more studies. They all need more presence in the community amongst other clinicians. 
and uh, they all need more patience, all right? So if you can find a way to do any of those three things, or maybe you can't do any, maybe you can do something else like drip blood or um, create websites or social or have a blog or a podcast for the sites, just something. I don't know who you are listening or watching, but you should know your own skill set. And then go listen to the podcast, go watch the videos and find out what sites need. So it's never been a better time to be research naive trying to get into the industry. Now, we're gonna get to the sites next, but I wanna talk a little bit to the people already in the industry trying to level up. So I'm gonna be negative just Go ahead, be negative Nancy, Chris. So, uh, usually that's my facet to these, uh, these conversations. That's your role. <laughs> that's know exactly your role, right. like The Rock said in wrestling, know your role, Jabroni. So while I agree with what Dan just said, never a better time to be research naive, very true. However, it's never a good time to be research naive either uh, because right. it's just going to be a little bit more difficult for you than somebody with experience. So I just don't want it to be misleading that don't statement. Don't be misleading. Don't be misleading. Nobody wants to be misleading. And here's the good news for all of you guys. You're only research. It's only possible to be research naive once. Chris has heard this many times. Matter of fact, Carlos needs to do another quote just so the new people get it. So now I want to talk a little bit to the people already in the industry. Why is the lights on? Uh, so we can see us better. Oh, okay. So uh, people already in the industry, because one of the things I've learned this year, I've added, there's two things we could talk about. But one of the things that uh, I've started doing in 2021 in order to take advantage of a boom year in research, I've started going live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And these live streams are great, not just for the content I produce, but it's great for me to get, like to keep my finger on the pulse of what people are interested in. Do you know by far the, mo the most common themed question I get, how can I upgrade my job in a year like this? How can I, let's, perfect example. Somebody in my clubhouse, which if you don't know what clubhouse is, I don't know what's wrong with you, but like you need to go Google what's Clubhouse. It's right now it's for iPhone, but it might be coming out soon for Android. Somebody in my Clubhouse has been a CRA for six years, a W two, and she wants to be a contract CRA, and she's asking how to do this. And I said, it's ne this 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 year was made for you. This is a gift for you. I don't mean to be insulting, but yeah. She's already in the industry, has been in the industry for six years. I'm sure she's met other contract CRAs. How does she not know how to do No, this I don't without... think she has met other contract CRAs. That's the thing. Hmm. So when you're W-2, I mean, maybe when you go to a site and there's another monitor and you talk, that happens with CRAs. So, But, but she's a W-2, so I would assume she goes to the office occasionally. No? No, no. I think they're all home-based. Okay. Yeah, so she, I mean, she knows that there's such a thing as a contract CRA, but part of her doesn't want to risk losing her job. That's a normal feeling. You don't want to lose what you have. Uh, but the problem with a lot of these W-2 CRAs, and we know many of them. Sure. They get complacent and then their employer knows, okay, and even though they don't label you as such, they're doing it in their heads. 
this person's never going to leave because they like it comfortable like this. And like, they're never going to ask really for more money. They like the guarantee. Yeah, they like the guarantee. And then they have star players, star series, that they know, okay, this person's like all about the money, but they're very good. So we need to do what we can to retain this person. Yep. All right, so, and then there's people in between that spectrum. So if you are, have the ambition to be a contract CRA, which means basically to be an entrepreneur, because you're going into business for yourself, how do you do it in a year like this year? And my advice to her was look at the small cap biotechs. You and I have talked to many a CRA. Yeah, if you don't want to, that's too difficult for you, just get a recruiter. Get a recruiter, but you and I have talked to many a CRA. Wouldn't you say for the majority of them, having uh, working for a small company oh, sponsor is better than a CRO, a big CRO? Most definitely. So, I've yet to hear anybody say, hey, I'd rather work for Ikevia or Pfizer. Right than uh, you know a small to mid-sized biotech right so then this person said well how do i find these biotech how do i identify these early stage biotechs maybe they're just planning to do their first phase one study phase one slash two study these biotechs want people like you all right their core competency is not monitoring studies and they don't have the cash to hire ikevia for full service model so you need to identify them. And the question is, how do you identify them? One of the ways is to watch my YouTubes because several times a week we review small tech biotechs. Also subscribe to the Clinical Research Circle because once a week, myself, Chris, Monica, Ashley, and Dr. Al, we review like three to five of them. And then I go a little bit more in depth on just one at a time on my channel. So you can go look at these companies, go on clinicaltrials.gov, search that company. Oftentimes you're gonna find the founder, the president, the vice president's email and cell phone number listed as the contact. Can you believe what kind of a website clinicaltrials.gov is? It's, it's great for everybody but patients. It absolutely works. It's great for everybody except patients. Patients. It's so cumbersome for patients to get into a study from clinicaltrials.gov. And that's specifically what it was designed for. Yeah. So, hey, network. Quick tangent. Sure, but what's a, before we forget, what's another way besides my channels, which is the cheesy answer? Yeah, hey, I go just subscribe said. to the circle. I just go said, subscribe. get a recruiter. Get a recruiter. But another way to identify these stocks, I'm going to give like two Stocks? Uh, sorry, to identify these small cap biotechs is often enough getting interested in the biotech stock space. So if you go on TikTok, if you go on Instagram, if you go on Twitter, and if you go on Reddit, there are forums or hashtags for biotech stocks. Just go look at the ones that are popular because they're the ones with a lot of activity right now and they're small cap. These are like 500 million or less market cap. They can't necessarily afford CROs, but they would love a six-year CRA. You would go from being just a regular CRA at Ikevia 
to joining one of these small biotechs and being like a director. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand the opportunities they have. So go ahead and go on a tangent. Can you go to commerce? I don't commerce. know. I don't know where that's at in relation to where where we are now. Commerce. Yeah, I think we're gonna pass it. We do pass it, but I don't know where you need to get off. So oh, can, you, okay. can you get off? Sure, there? sure, sure, sure. Like it'll take me five minutes. Tops. Okay, okay, okay. So that's your tangent after that yeah, epic. That's my tangent. After that epic advice. I just know we're getting kind of close to it. I don't okay, know where okay, it is. Okay, I get you. I get you. Okay, now let's go to the sites. Now let's go to the sites. So by the way, it's never been better to be research naive than this year. Not a tangent. Bad. Wrong word. Sorry. Completely off all topics. Right. Just sorry. Something else. Misuse of the word. Yeah. So people wanting to get into research, we got you covered. People that uh, are in the industry that are ambitious and want to do more, we get you covered. I think the answer for you is biotechs. So the answer for the people trying to get in the industry is small sites. The answer people already in the industry trying to get more ambitious is small biotechs. And now we're going to go to the sites. The sites. It's never been a better time to be a research naive physician either. Didn't and you had this conversation. Didn't today. we kind of already cover this with the, you know, a research naive site that's kind of encompassing of a PI? No. But we didn't talk about it in this podcast. No, we we brought it up like ten minutes ago. Oh, we did a research naive site. So if you are a research naive physician and you're worried about the fact that you don't have experience, you answer these questions all the time from our clients. Sure. It's not the time to be worried about this. If you have the patience... Again, like I, the last thing I said, and Dan's absolutely correct, right? It's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to get studies than if you had experience. But now is the time, especially if you're trying to get a study in which you definitely have a lot of patience for the study. Um, they'll definitely consider you uh, much more now than they would have two years ago, right? Right. Um, just because they're so overburdened right now, uh, the research industry in general, with with studies, they have to make accommodations uh, to allow research naive at times. Otherwise, right. you're just not going to get enough sites. Exactly. And not to mention the whole diversity issue right now, where we need more minorities in studies. We need more African Americans, we need more Hispanic Americans, and we need more Asian Americans in our studies. And guess what? a lot of the doctors who treat these very patients are research naive. And sure. Chris and I get hired to run these kind of pro- projects yep. for big sponsors and big CROs. Yep. So so, so play to your strengths is uh, one of Dan's play favorite, to your strengths. favorite expressions. So. The strength is you have access to the patients. Not only access, you're not one of these AI startups that just has a bunch of algorithms. They have access to you have the trust. You have the direct access. You have direct access and the trust of the patient. Yep. Anyone else we're leaving? The experience sites, you guys, you got nothing to worry about. Well, depends on your reputation, but sure. Chris will end it with uh, some advice <laughs> for the experience sites. Give them some advice as we end it and go to commerce. Well, what advice am I going to give? I mean, if you can take on COVID studies, you're probably sitting pretty. And if you can't? Well, um... Times might be not as good as they were two years ago for you. I don't know. Yeah, I disagree. I think there's more studies all across the board. I don't think so. No? A little less. A little less outside of COVID. What, GI and CNS? A little less. 
And oncology? CNS may be the exception. Okay. Oncology's never changed, right? But we're starting to see more now with COVID settling down. And But the COVID studies are not going to go away. They're going to be long-term now safety studies and new treatment studies. And we still don't have enough treatments for COVID. I think you're misinterpreting or hopefully uh, maybe people are misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying those studies aren't out there. All of them are, mm. right? I just think the prevalence is a little less than it was, say, two years ago. And when or most think, of those, not CNS, think, though. When do you think that turns as COVID calms down? Yeah, when COVID ends, I mean, so it, this is all a business, right? And unless you're showing production or potential production, a pipeline of future products, yeah. you're not going to have people that are interested in investing in your, in your company, right. right? So your stock price is going to falter. So and the stuff I do with stocks is related to this. It's stock, absolutely guys. related because they they gotta they gotta inflate their stock value, mm-hmm. right? That's how they make each other richer at the top. That's how they increase their market cap and can hire more people. That too. So, yeah, I mean it's all related. If you have no pipeline and you have no nothing really to show for future production, yeah, you're people are gonna lose interest in your your business. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up, but. Uh, we got to look for where Chris wants to go. But thank you guys for watching and listening. Hopefully you learned something. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.